everybody, and welcome to Die Hard on a Podcast, episode 17 or so. <laughs> Today we are going to be talking about, um, we're going to keep our hard series going and talk about Hard Boiled. Uh, yeah, yeah, so, I guess we could, oh, sorry, I can hear my, there we go, it's off now. Yeah, so now this is the, well, I guess it'll be the second, technically, I guess, you can listen to. Hard rain and then hard boiled. So yeah, we did hard target, but it had technical difficulties. <laughs> um, and it, but it was so good that it inspired us to keep going with John Woo, and so we figured we'd go to like the quintessential John Woo movie. And you know, I was really surprised by this because I don't remember it having a plot at all. And this time, <laughs> like you know, from watching it way back when, I thought, oh yeah, Chow Yun Fat has two guns. He goes around and he shoots and kills a bunch of people. But there's actually a pretty decent and intricate plot, especially for an action movie. Yeah, I think it almost. I don't know if it even makes much sense, but there's a lot of there's a lot of plot. I think. Yeah. Like too much plot. There's probably like too much plot going on, but. Right, I, I kind of liked it because I was I didn't remember having it apply at all, and like I found yeah. myself like trying to figure the whole thing out, and I pretty much did, but I'm still not sure if the the other cop, the one that was undercover as the the, the triad, in, oh yeah, <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, yeah, I I'm not sure if he he was actually a good guy or a bad guy you know i mean i guess he sh- he sacrifices himself in the end and shoots himself to kill johnny wong or whatever but I, it was still like the whole time i'm like wait are you am i supposed to be rooting for you or do i want you to die are you talking about tony tony lung's character yes yeah 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 the, <clears throat> the um I, I can't remember what his name was in the, oh the not the fox uh he was the guy that was he was sending the girl flowers and yeah yeah and the flowers were actually coded messages. His name was Alan, but I'm not sure if that's like just the American. Like, yeah, and one like thing. Version. <laughs> yeah, one thing I really wish whenever I was watching it was that I could find the subtitled version because the dubbing in that is just—I mean, it's actually probably perfect for the era. But you know, like that's the whole thing—is it's perfect for the era. Yeah. You know, felt like a felt like a kung fu movie to be sure. I think the subtitles are just as bad though, because like when you're watching it with subtitles, some of the stuff they're saying is like that doesn't make much sense. So what? what like, right. like, like people ask questions and then they'll say something. I was like, that's not really the answer, but yeah. Well, and I love when you're watching subtitled movies in general, and like somebody will say something, and then the character will rip off like eight lines of dialogue, and the subtitle is like yes, you know. I know. <laughs> you're like I know. Well, it's, it's funny, it's kind of what I do at, at work. Like, I'll do, like, the scripts, and I'll have to, like, pare down the dialogue for, like, four foreign dialogues. Oh, really? Like, like, like make it as simple as if there's a bunch of dialogue and it's, like, too much to fit into, like, one kind of right. box almost. Yeah, like, if it uses, to, like, like, a lot of adjectives or something. I have to, like, pare it down, and sometimes even the translators will pare it down even more to be, like, yeah, just, like, he said a bunch of stuff, but he basically just said yes. So he's, like, Right. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> That's hilarious. Um, There's so many times that the people are just like, shit, 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 and you just go, shit. I just write down shit, and that's like, that's solid. Yeah, but you know, it's kind of cool to, to watch Hard Boiled too, because, um, like, this far away, you know, like, what is it, 20, 25 years later? Yeah, 25, because it was 1992, so. 
Um, yeah. It's just kind of cool watching that and seeing like, wow, John Woo was so ridiculously influential on action movies that you know, like you still see it, like you still see it all the time. Yeah. Yeah. yeah I kind of wish I saw more of it nowadays. I think it's got a little more like old-fashioned. Right. Like like his 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 style is. I feel like I feel like it's old-fashioned nowadays, almost. Which yeah, which is crazy, cool. right? Because when you watch it, you're just like, nobody does this stuff anymore, anything like this. And yeah, definitely, like, definitely that. You, I mean, you do. I guess in a way, you see a lot of uh, more of the the hyper, which is still kind of the influenced from um, John Woo's like the or not John Woo, but like just I guess Hong Kong films or Chinese films with the you know crouching higher hidden dragon like the jet Li stuff where they were all super flying around you know i guess the matrix kind of changed that yeah yeah like if you watch like bring it back to die hard if you watch die hard and like their hand-to-hand stuff mm-hmm. it's like really it's really like slowed down it's like punch punch <laughs> you know then the guy waits and punch right. oh no <laughs> and like nowadays it's like it's, it's all sped up and like back in when die hard came out they were already like during the kung fu and just like beating the shit out of each other right that, that finally like american movies at least try to do nowadays yeah i kind of like like in the old school kung fu movies where they would film things i think it maybe 18 frames a second instead of 24 to make it go look really fast or, yeah, yeah or is it yeah yeah you wonder you you take away frames to make stuff faster and, and add frames to make it look slower um but you know like yeah, those old oh go ahead yeah, yeah you, you yeah you film it you film it slower, and then play it back normal. Right. Yeah, yeah. But you film it faster, and then play it back normal, and that's slow motion. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Um, but yeah, no, I just, I just think it's pretty. Uh, oh well, and it was a fun, fun movie for all the crazy violence in it too. I mean, there's just so many people getting blown away in that. It's ridiculous. You like actually start getting numb to it, um, and then once you start getting used to it. There's a scene where a guy like rolls around and catches a shotgun like a foot and a half away from the shotgun, and it's just like, oh my god. <laughs> um, and it's great because he really does it good because there's like a tiny squib for each one of the uh, like each one of the little pellets that you'd get hit with if you got hit with a sh- shotgun. And I was like, that is awesome. <laughs> oh yeah. Yeah, like by the time you get to like the actual like I guess the die hardest die hard part of the movie, yeah, like you just like what is happening right and it's like i think it's like halfway through the movie maybe like they get to the hospital and it's just insanity from there on yeah yeah whenever um they beat up fox and he goes to the hospital uh and they find out who the cash is under <laughs> actually one of the parts i thought was awesome and it was so like just totally badass is the one cop says to chow yun fat he's like well you know it's a gang of arms dealers making an arms deal Maybe we should call for backup. And he's like, no, nah, we'll be fine. We can handle it, the three of us. <laughs> You're like, no problem, man. I got this. <laughs> like they, call me, they don't call me tequila for nothing. It's like, but that doesn't have, have anything to do with anything. <laughs> right. <laughs> never mind. Never mind. It's fine. Yeah. Um, and see, and that was, again, I, I really liked some of the stuff, like some of the plot and the dialogue. Like, I liked that the undercover cop was a member of the the like kindly gangster who you know took care of his took care of his gang like they were kids like the whole scene where he's like look kill me 
But there's, like, no need to kill my gang, you know? Like, just let my men live. And so he's like, yeah, okay, I'll do that, you know? And so he shoots him, and then, of course, he kills the gang, because he's... See, and that's where I was like, well, this guy's no good at all, you know? <laughs> and, you know, and, and that's even before you find out he's a cop. You find, you know, and then you find out that he's, like, this undercover cop. You're like, wait a minute. I'm not sure if that's how the undercover cop is supposed to work. <laughs> You know, like, every undercover cop story has where the gangsters want him to kill, and, oh, he's morally conflicted. You know, but, like, this one, he's not morally conflicted about killing at all, and he's only slightly conflicted about, like, killing a lot of people. <laughs> <laughs> well, doesn't he Doesn't he shoot the one guy? Was it Foxy? Fox, whatever his name is? Like, he shoots him in the, uh... Yeah, he, he puts the, uh, the lighter... The lighter. Yeah, he yeah. puts the lighter in him and, and shoots the lighter so that it doesn't, you know, doesn't kill him. But see, that's crazy because that's after, you know, this guy's he's, dying he's wish. Yeah, this is after that the gangster who took him in and treated him like a son, his dying wish is that he doesn't kill his men. And, and you know, but he did. He killed them all. He just freaking mows them all down, no problem. It's like he killed them all. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh... So I guess I guess comparing it to Die Hard, it's I guess it's Die Hard in a hospital. I guess you would say. Yeah, because it really is kind of like they're trapped down in there. Um, yeah. And Chow Yun Fat is even kind of skulking around, like at least in the beginning, like he's you know. Uh, and then of course, <laughs> of course, he gets into a firefight with a freaking baby. <laughs> it's the best. You know, I mean, he's got a he's got a baby in one arm, and he's killing multiple people. I'm like, holy shit! I, I don't think I've seen anything more badass than that. Because he's singing a lullaby too, and he's got like stuffs like cotton in, in the baby's ear. <laughs> yeah, so it doesn't hear all the freaking gunfire and death going on around it. And then he catches his legs catch fire, and the, the baby pees on him, and he puts it out. Yeah, it's just, I mean, I don't know. Like, if, <laughs> I don't think I've seen it, seen something, seen even something similar in an action movie that I can think of. I don't, yeah, I don't think so. Like, I don't think anybody, I don't think anybody has the nuts to do it, like, in, like around, like, anymore. Right. Now, the only other one I can think of is kind of, is, of course, the killer, which is where he's got the, the blind woman with him. Yeah, you know, but I mean that doesn't really count since it was John because that was like John Woo's like exact next movie. <laughs> it's, it's actually the other way. Oh, yeah. really? The killer was the first one. Yeah, yeah, killer okay. first. I don't, I don't know if he did anything in between. I, I don't know if he did do anything in between this one. And the killer. Right. So yeah, maybe so they were like, okay, well, last time he got into a gunfight while he was leading this blind chick around. How can we top that? And some genius in the room went, a baby. <laughs> Now he did a few films in between, so yeah. Wow. Right. And Hard Target was his last uh, Asian film. Wow. Okay. Huh. He did Hard Hard Boiled in '92, and then he did Hard Target in '93. Wow. Huh. I didn't realize they were so close. Yeah. Because yeah, I don't know. Because I, I thought, well, maybe not. I think I was reading about Hard Target. And hard boil at the same time, so I probably got the bootleg of this probably before hard target. Yeah, well, and I remember I want to say we were out of high school when we were watching those two. Maybe not. I think we were maybe just just out of 
1994, 95. Uh, but, I mean, of course, that would make sense, at least with Chinese films, that it would take at least a year for us to get them back then. Yeah. You know, because it wasn't like wasn't like now that when a movie comes out anywhere in the world you can have it within two hours you know <laughs> well, it's like there's so many like kind of asian films now like available that you, you you it's almost like the american yeah like you said it's like almost saturated so you don't know what to watch anymore because they put out the good and the battle like now it's like back then it would be like you hear about these couple movies and you have to see them Right, because it, you know something would really have to stick out for it to get all the way there and be worth it, you know. Yeah, but now it's just like you'll look on Netflix or something and see a bunch of like uh, martial arts films like from the past three years, and like some of them will be really bad. <laughs> right. It's like you can't tell which ones are good anymore, so it's like you, like because everything is available. Yeah, yeah. Um, and what I was t- talking to a kid that I work with who's like really into anime and I was like man I used to be into anime and just prayed for the day that oh I could have easy access to it because back then I had to either go to like a big city's video store or you know order it off of a freaking catalog for 25 or 30 dollars for an hour anime episode or whatever and it's like now I have access to all of it and I could care less like I haven't watched anime in probably 20 years yeah like there's so much of it too it's like what do i want where do i start right and what's you know like how do i even filter through it i mean i guess if i really wanted to get back into it i could you know go and try and find a guide on it or something but i don't know it's just like now that it's now that it's readily available it's not as interesting to me you know like i mean i think that was part of it was just that i couldn't have it and i thought it looked so cool yeah, like some some stuff on Netflix is pretty cool, and like you can find find gems here and there. But right, some of the stuff you just have to like watch for. Like that sounds cool, but then when you start watching, I was like, that's this isn't cool at all. Yeah, this is kind of uh, questionable. Um, and they really and they re- they rely really heavily on CG anymore. But like a lot of the Asian films. Oh, absolutely. Super, super CG heavy, and it's like some of it's just like, ah oh, man, it's so bad. Just too much, so much. Well, I mean, it just kind of sucks because CG is so cheap, relatively speaking, you know, that it's kind of like the easy out. So you see a lot of, you know, you can really shave off. Well, I don't even know because, I mean, movie quality CG is not like it's dirt cheap either, but I guess it's cheaper than actually making a set and doing like a whole production out of it. Yeah, it's probably easier to do for cheap than, yeah, wires. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, which kind of does suck. There's, I think, there's definitely something to be said for live yeah. live action. Um, you know, which is not entirely fair either, because you know, movies have never been like completely real. I mean, they've always been. There's been green screens forever, and like before that, it was just basically a stage. But still, yeah, it's it's hard to like, I, like I don't want to like judge all the CG because it's like, well, it's just like another technology and like just like squibs or effects you know what I mean physical effects were right and they like like when you look back on them they don't look that good either but they look for some reason they look better to like to me yeah well and there's there's not a separation of them uh yeah. like there is uh, you know now you know now it's an actor just 
going through the motions where it used to at least be an actor and what was getting captured on film is was really happening there so it kind of is connected more connected to the actor yeah it was more it was more physical and like you'd have to like do like at least hide it in editing or you'd have to have some sort of like skills to be able to like how to shoot something like that yeah well and like in, like in hard boiled i kept thinking oh my god these stuntmen are gods like I just yeah. I, I I wondered if anybody if any of them had actually died doing some of that stuff, you know. <laughs> I wouldn't be I wouldn't be shocked if if, if if this movie's dedicated to a few a few guys. Well, there were people dedicated. There were people in it that, that was dedicated to at the end oh, and mentioned oh, two or three people. So I, maybe that's because I wondered. I was like, oh, I wonder who those guys are. I bet it was like it was probably the freaking <laughs> crew and the stuntmen. Yeah. I think I think their laws over there are a little more like lax, so they they do a lot more dangerous stuff. Uh, absolutely. Um, it was funny too because when I was watching it, I was like, "Man, this doesn't seem very Chinese as far as like the government around it goes and their philosophies and everything." But then I realized that it was made in Hong Kong before Hong Kong was a part of China. When it was, you know, in 1992, Hong Kong was still a British uh, protectorate, so its laws and stuff would seem more you know, more westernized than what I would have thought, you know? Uh-oh. It's not like that anymore. The Chinese took it back in, like, 1995, I think, 96. It was like a deal that they cut with the English in World War Two that the English could run the place for 50 years and then they'd give it back to China or something. Uh... But, uh, yeah, I, I just really thought that was, all, like, the fact that he had a bait well i just love chow yun fat i'm always going to be a huge chow yun fat fan i think like it's unfair that he's not billed as the next john wayne you know yeah i don't know what happened with that like he just didn't catch on over here i don't know what his problem was well i think he doesn't speak english very well which is always going to hurt him with hollywood yeah, yeah uh, i mean he came over and did replacement killers which is it's okay right <laughs> but it's not like it's just like some guy going through the motions of trying to be john will and you know which is fine yeah that's fine but at the same time you can't really get away with it unless you're john will yeah like you're just like ripping him off and now yeah, whatever right and i mean and he was good in crouching tiger and hidden dragon it, it's funny because uh at that time period in my life when that came out like everybody in my crew had to see it and I was just like, oh my god, it's Chow Yun-Fat. And I started freaking out. And everybody's like, who are you talking about? It's like, he's one of my favorite actors of all time. And, and they're just <laughs> like, what the fuck's wrong with you? This is just some Chinese dude. And I was like, it's not just some Chinese dude. It's Chow Yun-Fat. <laughs> yeah, that was the greatest thing ever when Crouching Tiger came out. And then they had Crouching Tiger Hidden Dragon figures. Yeah. You could literally buy a Chow Yun-Fat figure. action figure. <laughs> Which is amazing. Yeah, that is pretty sweet. I did not know that. Yeah. They were pretty cool figures, too. Nice. They weren't, like, McFarlane, but they were, like, pretty like pretty close to McFarlane. Right. So. Actually, that's something... I don't know if I ever told you uh, this story. This is a good movie time in my life, but... I don't know. Somewhere around maybe 2002, 2003 or so, I was dating the manager at um, the theaters up there in Frostburg. And she would have these big parties whenever she'd get a new movie in, like the night before that she'd put it out. She'd have this big party, and we would all go and have the theater all of ourselves and watch 
the move like watch whatever movie uh was on and just get totally hammered dude it was great um but you no know, i saw i saw a uh, hero i saw a hero and like the eternal sunshine of the spotless mind i guess that'll tell you what year it was <laughs> yeah um but yeah i saw a ton of movies for free well i could see any movies anytime for free because she was always working so yeah like, but it was it, like you get spoiled it was cooler whenever it was you and all your friends in the whole movie theater and you could bring beer you know yeah here hero is a like a, a fantastic movie that one's that one's a good one yeah yeah hero was really good yeah that used cgi a lot cg too but like in a, in, in like in like a better way than most films yeah a little sparing way but uh yeah and um yeah well i just look you know of course i'm a huge huge jet lee fan I remember going. I actually went to Chinatown in New York City to freaking get Jet Li bootlegs one time. <laughs> I think now they're like available everywhere. Yeah, like now, now it's like not a big deal. Now it's Netflix is just like, and they they changed like... they changed a bunch of the names from their old bootleg names. Like my favorite Jet Li movie is called uh, Tai Chi Master, but now it's called Twin Masters. Yeah, it's like really hard to like figure out which is which. It's like I think I've seen that one, and then I see it like it's a different name. I was like, I'm pretty sure I've seen that one. And then you'll start watching. I was like, I have seen this one. Yeah. It's called something else. Yeah, they re- they um they they renamed like all when they actually released them in America, and they weren't just bootlegs. They renamed like all of them. Like uh, it's like all the like all the fun Sai yuck ones are just like something completely different. Yeah, they're like Hero <laughs> Canton or something. Yeah. Like Legend, Legend Two, and then one's actually called Feng Yuck, and but it's like right, it's crazy. <clears throat> um, I think they, I think they kept all the Once Upon a Time in China's, which is good though. So yeah, yeah, and there was a ton, there was a ton of those movies too. I think there was eight or nine of them. Yeah, I think I watched the newer one recently. It was pretty good. I forget what it was called though. Hmm. It might have been just called Once Upon a Time. Oh, what was it called? I remember I, the one that I have. They were actually in in the old west, um, but it was like once I think it was like once upon a time in China six. Like it was almost like porn status. How many not there were of those? Um, but yeah, no, I, I, I'm freaking. I remember seeing on the movie. It, like I was like, oh my god, it was it was on like encore or something. I was like, oh my god, it's a Jet Li movie I've never seen. I've got to see it. And I was like, oh, I've seen it. <laughs> <You know? laughs> I think I think Fist of Legends is called a few things. So every time I recommend it, somebody's like, "Oh, I think I've seen that one, but it's called this." Somebody's yeah. Like, yeah, it's like I just got a couple called Fist of Legends. I think. <laughs> Definitely freaking. I miss Jet Li. He hasn't really done much lately either. Of course, he's probably pretty old now. He's got to be in his fifties. <coughs> yeah, I think he still puts them out, but I, I think they're more. They're not as actiony. Right. Same with oh my god Jack, Jackie Chan. We watched the Jackie Chan movie last night because it was on Amazon. Right. <laughs> Spy Next Door. Oh. It was, it was horrible. Yeah, it sounds like, horrible. It's, it, it was written by like somebody who who'd never seen a movie before. It seemed like. Right. I thought they were pretty funny and thought they could write for kids and Asians and like like spies and action. Huh. It was it was horrible. I you know actually I was, was short. <laughs> I was just reading about him on Reddit on a thread that was like, who seems really nice 
as a celebrity, but turns out it's like really an asshole, and he's he scored really high on the list. Like I guess he's like a really bad womanizer, and he has like thirty illegitimate kids that he won't acknowledge or something. Yeah, I think he's had a few divorces. So. Yeah. Oh well, it happens to the best of them. Oh, and I watched yeah. I watched Cafe Society. It was horrible to watch it. Oh, I, I think I started watching it, but it's like I don't know if I can really get into it because it seems like it's void with itself. It really was. It was more with itself. Like, it got sick of reading and just sort of went on. Although I do think it's funny that um, Bruce Willis was originally supposed to be in it and Woody Allen fired him for being a dick. That's pretty cool. Yeah. Yeah, like, apparently he pulled his legendary, like, some sort of legendary Bruce Willis tantrum and Woody Allen was like, whatever, I could care less. This guy this guy will do it just as easy as you will. <laughs> Um, does John Woo, is he still making movies? I haven't really thought, heard of anything from him in the last, like, ten years. Yeah, I mean, he makes them back in uh, Hong Kong. Yeah, back in China, I think. Oh, really? He makes these giant, like, epics, apparently. Huh, I'd actually be kind of interested to see one of those. He did, like, I don't know if he's called Red Cliff. Huh. He did a movie called Red, Red Cliff, and, like, over here it was released. It's two movies, but they kind of come... They kind of cut it down and put it into one movie over here. Okay. I think I got, I got the the two parter one. I have I have yet to watch it though because it's like each part is like four hours. Holy shit! So to be yeah, honest, I haven't to, watched that yet. Yeah, but. I'll have to look and see about it. That sounds like a real investment there. He's got some. He's got a series called The Crossing and The Crossing Two. I think I was reading about, and they're like these two like huge epic saga movies. Right, and see, I'm interested to see that because up until just recently, I would say, you know, I always thought his films were better in Hong Kong than they were when he came over here. But then, like, kind of looking back, like, watching Hard Target again, I was like, man, that's actually really good. And I don't know if I'm just being, like, a movie snob, like, oh, his elderly stuff was the best and just <laughs> discrediting it. And also because I'm such a huge fan of Chow Yun-Fat, like, I'm like, yeah, Nicolas Cage, you know, Nicolas Cage is no Chow Yun-Fat, I'm just saying. <laughs> True. Yeah, I mean, his last movie over here was Paycheck. Uh, ben Affleck. Oh, okay. I mean, I think it's, it's I think it's got some cool stuff in it, you know, some stuff, but it's not obviously it's not the best. But I think Ben Affleck is not <laughs> is not the dude to be in a John Woo movie. But. No. Well, I didn't really. Lo I thought the accountant was okay, but only because um, Anna Kendrick's in there. Yeah, and like you know, you could freaking just put Anna Kendrick like painting a wall for two hours. I'd be like, okay, this works. Let me get my popcorn. Did she sing? Cause she usually sings in everything she gets. I don't know if she did or not. I don't. Wasted. Huh. I, Wasted. I mean, she's just. I just think she's a really brilliant comedic actress. It's crazy how funny she is. Yeah, she's pretty great. Um. You know, like, did you see the movie with her that, oh, it was about the apocalypse. I can't remember what it's called. It's it's really funny. Shit. Because I don't know. I, I don't even know the name of the other actors in it. I, I, it's like the one guy. Uh, oh, oh, Apocalypse. Apocalypse. Loser. I'll look it up. Okay. Um, but yeah, that was the only redeeming factor of the accountant was that Anna Kendrick was in it. You know, he kind of meh. 
<clears throat> Although, it's weird. I do think that Ben Affleck has done some good movies, just not many. Yeah, I mean, he's, I mean, he's fine in Paycheck, but just, he just looks so stiff fighting. Mm. Like, he does all, like, this, like, some, some like, kung fu type stuff, and it just, he just looks so, like, stiff. Going. Huh. It has some cool stuff in it, though. I mean, I think it's, it's not fantastic, but it's got some... Yeah, I'll, I'll still check it out. I, I got plenty of time and lots of movies to watch. <laughs> um, I watch, yeah, I watch a lot. Of, I watch more movies now than I pretty much probably since when we lived together, which is, I guess, it's a good thing. It's, I'm not, a, but unfortunately, they're not really all good. They're just kind of like whatever's there. So, yeah. This weekend was was kind of different because we actually watched three movies. So that's lately, that's like it's kind of shock. Right. Actually, you know what I watched was a movie called True Stories, which was made by um, David Byrne of the Talking Heads in the 80s. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I had no idea that, that he had made a movie. And uh, my friend who's really into it, or really into the Talking Heads, and we started talking about it, I was like, hey, let's watch this. And I mean, I watched halfway through the movie and didn't recognize him. And he finally said, oh, yeah, I picked this movie because it was written, directed, and stars David Byrne. Um, yeah, I've heard, I've heard I've heard of it, but I've never I've never watched it. It's really bizarre. It's very very surreal. Um, <laughs> I thought I was I thought I was okay. I guess it's got John John Goodman stars in it too, like a really really young John Goodman, like pre Roseanne John Goodman. I remember the video for it. What was the song from it? Uh, I'm not sure. There was because there's quite a, there's a few. The Talking Heads like did the soundtrack. Um, yeah, they put out one song, I think it was from that, and it's like, everybody's in the movie is like singing on the karaoke. Yeah, yeah, that's it. It's the, um, Wild Wild Life. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, and that's actually a big part of the movie. And when they played it, I was like, well, this is the video. That's David Byrne right there. And he was like, you didn't realize it's been David Byrne since the beginning? I was like, no. Um, but yeah, it's a really, it's a pretty, it's a, it's different. And what's weird about it is it's... It's like shot like a high budget movie from the eighties, you know. I mean, it really looks yeah. like a, you know, studio film or whatever. But, but it's not like a studio film at all. It's this weird, surreal, kind of David Lynch kind of deal. Well, that's like I was like thinking almost along the same lines. I watched Chopping Mall. Right. Chopping Mall looks fantastic. Like, like it looks like a fucking movie. Like, and if it was made nowadays, it would look like shit. Right. But like, Shopping Mall looks fantastic. It's shot by this guy named Tom Richmond, who's done a bunch of big budget stuff now too. Uh huh. But, but see, like, even like a movie like Shopping Mall, it's like, well, at least they it looks cinematic. Like, it just looks good, and it's like, it doesn't look like anything else. And it's like, man, those were the days when you could shoot film and even on something like Shopping Mall or True Stories. It's like, right. It'll come out looking awesome. <laughs> Yeah, but now it's like you get you get you get ten thousand you get like ten grand to shoot an entire movie and right like shit it'll look right. like shit because it's called Chopping Mall too. Yeah, right, right. It's like every movie back in the day got like at least were is like respected enough to get the budget and like to make it look like a movie. Yeah, yeah, they give you they give you half a million dollars even for a B movie, you know, if not more. They, they would still look, come out looking good. Yeah, well, and I guess that's part of the fact is those, if you if you have enough money to buy film for a movie back then, then you'd have enough money to you know hire a cinematographer to make it 
even you know even like the B movies and the lower class stuff you can still get a decent cinematographer for. Yeah. Yeah, because maybe because I mean, it looked like I mean maybe it helped that the guy seemed to care. <laughs> like that's funny to say about Chopping Mall. He seemed like he was like really into like making this movie look good no matter what. Right. I think that's kind of rare because I think a lot of people would just shoot movies and then it's like I'll just fix it. I'll color correct it and then make it look like a movie later. Yeah. Yeah. So that's cool. Well, we are at the uh, 30 minute mark. We probably ought to figure out what, <laughs> what uh, movie we want to watch next. Yeah. Hmm. Um, I don't know. Pick something random off of the list of Die Hard like movies. Do you have the list? I don't, I don't know if I can. Uh, I probably do. I'm gonna have to dig for it though. Yeah, what is the hell? Let's see. I can't think. I can't think of anything right off the top of my head either. No, me neither. Of course not. No. But um, I could probably find the list real quick. I can't even like. I'm trying to think like of movies that are diehard like that would even qualify, but of course that's not gonna work either. watch we can watch one of like the the wrestling movies because like all the marine movies are kind of diehard true true which one of the wrestling movies have we not seen i haven't seen any of the miz ones and the miz movies oh right i have not seen those either have you seen um the one about the iron sheik this it's awesome all the doc no Oh man! Oh, you mean the movies made about? Okay, like you mean like yeah, the yeah, WWE yeah, yeah. movies? Yeah. Yeah, like like the Marine, uh, the Marine two, three, and four, I think. Or... Yeah. Plus, you got the other one, uh, Dean Ambrose one too. I didn't know Dean Ambrose had a movie. That's crazy. Oh yeah, what is it? Uh, it's like the the twelve rounds. Huh. It's like twelve rounds three, I believe. Right. Oh, I found it. How about we go for Meltdown? Meltdown? Yeah, it's a Jet Li movie. Is it called like four other things? Like we just said. Probably. Probably. <laughs> we could always go home alone. That's number one on the list. Meltdown <laughs> 2. Hmm, this one has Jet Li in it. Is it on? What's it on? I'm looking on Amazon. 95. Jet Li in 95. I guess he was in America then, right? Ooh. It's a Hong Kong action comedy film. Ooh. Ooh. Yeah, that sounds like that could, do, that could work out. This film is a, from uh, Wikipedia, it says the film is a parody of some of Hollywood's most influential action films, such as Die Hard and Speed. Sweet. Nice. So, yeah. And, that... it, also, and it also makes fun of Jackie Chan, apparently, so. Now, this Bonus. is this is so. <laughs> yeah, this is so weird. Okay, if I want to rent the video, like on Amazon Video, the movie's from 2001. But if I look on the DVD, it's from. Maybe the DVD was made in. 
Um, it's also called. It's also called high risk. Uh, so. Nice. So maybe look up high risk. I guess is it the same movie or? Um, I don't know. I mean, look. I'm looking on. Um, <laughs> I'm just looking on Amazon and seeing. Oh, there's quite a few movies called High Risk. Oh, there's the one with uh, Jet Li in it. Yeah. Uh, but it's not. It's just a raw DVD for twenty bucks. Yeah. Um, but I mean, we I can rent it. It's only three dollars to rent it, so that's not a big deal. Oh, okay. Thing, uh, yeah. Right there. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, cool. Right, cool. Okay, so we do some high risk slash meltdown. Slash meltdown. Yeah. So uh, tune in next week for some of that, and we'll see you then.